the HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hello, everyone. It's that time for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. And now here's your host, John C. Morley. What? Well, hey, everybody, and welcome once again to another fine episode of the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Great to have you, Marcus. Uh, again, uh, happy new year uh, for all those uh, that didn't catch our first episode on the first. Uh, actually, this is our first episode, actually, uh, a second episode, because we had one last week. I remember our dates here. Uh, today's the 14th. I can't believe we're on the second week, Marcus. Um, we had an episode just last week. And that was our first of the year, and this is our second episode of the year. And I have to tell you, we're really hopping. There's so much happening here with Transform You um, Radio Network. Uh, you can actually uh, go to that page anytime you want, uh, day or night. It's really easy to get to. Uh, it's just transformyouradio.com, uh, and you can watch all the other great podcasts uh, and shows, including uh, my other show that's been added there, um, which if you guys are looking for, how can I say, if you're looking for inspiration in your life, I'm sure you are, um, but if you're looking for inspiration in your life, you can go to where it says radio, and you go to where it says shows, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and you'll see my new show, The Inspirations for Life which actually has releases daily that talk about things with how to deal with workplace bullies. We're going to be talking about the brain soon and so many great things. And also John's Super Motivational Friday, which is also on that show. So there's just so much content, Marcus. I don't know what these people are going to do with it, but there's a lot. Man, it's loaded. <laughs> like, wow. Like doing some, some great things, John, you are. So if you want to change your life, ladies and gentlemen, um, you can listen to my stuff. And there's lots of other great programs on the Transform You uh, radio network. And uh, definitely check that out. Uh, I think you're going to become a fan. You know, and um, I want to say thank you to uh, uh, Dispora uh, Psychedelic Society. So uh, Dispora is a Jamaica-based member organization committed to total wellness through the lens of nature-based entheogens and sacred medicines. Now, DPS offers unique wellness experiences and training with the goal of supporting the inner healing and balanced, healthy living lifestyle. If you'd like to learn more about them, you can go to the website. It's www.diaspora.psychedel. I-C-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y dot org uh, to check them out, which we ask you to do after our program, of course. Uh, so, you know, um, we've been following a lot what's been going on in the news, Marcus, and um, I don't know. Um, the FBI um, has uh, now sued over the Boogaloo link killing of the federal police officer. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Facebook's links, your name keeps getting linked to stuff. <laughs> Wrongful uh, death lawsuit accuses Facebook of connecting the officer's alleged killer and his alleged accomplice in 2020, along with promoting extremism. Now, I have to tell you that this this um, uh, resonates with me, with me on a chord because I was uh, on a plane uh, a few weeks ago coming back from uh, beautiful southwest Florida uh, visiting my folks. Yeah. And I was looking to pop uh, a movie on. They have lots of free movies on the plane. And so I wanted something, you know, that was going to stimulate my brain a little bit. Mm -hmm. The flight was really good. Amazing uh, ride. I said, let me sit back, relax, and enjoy. So I did. And there was a program on. Uh, I'm not going to mention the name, but it was really not an easy program to watch. It was actually, actually, I think I do remember. It's called, it was called Bad Tutor. And yeah. I got to tell you what this guy did 
um, he he was like literally stalking because he went after the he basically would tutor. Uh, usually, would go after young ladies um, and to try to get the tutors that were going to go there, and he would drug them. Mm. He worked for a lab, and um, he would steal all these, um, how can I say, concoctions that uh, were deadly, things like date rate drugs, etc. And he would steal them from the lab very cautiously. And whenever somebody got in the way, he just kind of feared there. The one lady who was supposed to go there and actually help her, who was a really good teacher for many years, he went to her house, figured out where she was. And no joke, he went there and put something in her drink while she was in the shower. She went over to the place to, to meet the girl, and the lady who was also who was a doctor there for her daughter, um, she says, I think maybe you should, you know, take it easy. Yeah, don't drive. I think maybe I'm going to just walk. It's a lovely day. And then what got really interesting is, is that not only did he do that, he looked up where this lady lived, this bad tutor guy. Mm-hmm. And he found out she was a doctor. I mean, this is creepy, Marcus. Yeah. You know what he did? He got an appointment with her. He said he just broke his tooth. And I, I, I was like cringing when I heard what he did. He took a bottle cap and he chipped his tooth huh. to come in to see her. She fixed it and magically they had a conversation and now he's tutoring her daughter. So I bring this up to you because there's a lot of, how can I say, uh, bad element out there. And uh, this just goes to show another example of how people can get so entwined. And in this case, the sister of a slain federal security officer sued Facebook, which has renamed itself Meta, which we all know they're not hiding from anyone, accusing the social network of bearing responsibility for her brother's killing because the platform connected users of extremist groups and promoted inflammatory content. I mean, that is really serious, Marcus. It is. It's serious stuff, you know. And and we talked about the fact that, you know, when you give a gift on the holidays, we've talked about this, but this goes way beyond that. You know, I read sometimes about what stalking was, but, you know, I don't think I really had a clue, Marcus, to what stalking really was. I mean, I knew it was following so many things like that, but I didn't realize like what it was like Like, when you watch a movie like that, that's so surreal. Yeah. And uh, this just proves why you can't just trust anybody in our world. Unfortunately. You can't. And we have so much easy connection to everyone. We, we have, we are open book, especially when we put our information on social media. That's why I tell people I get social media. Okay. But what you put on social media should not be something you would never share to a stranger in person. Like, do I put my address on social media personally? No. Do I put anything personal on there I don't want? Do I put my home phone number or my cell phone? Absolutely not. Do I name people's names? Absolutely not. I always say to protect the innocent and the guilty, I'm going to use an alias. And something as simple as using somebody's first name could really come back to haunt you because if I say something and now that leaks somewhere and somebody gets hurt, even though I didn't do it, I provide a conduit for someone. So I think social media is really everyone's responsibility, Marcus. I know a lot of people would laugh at me, um, but you'll laugh at me, unfortunately, until it happens. And I hope it never happens to you. So take my and Marcus's advice that social media and the internet is serious business. Now have fun on it, but be careful what you share. And I use this old uh, analogy, which I've used for many, many years. You wouldn't give your credit card out to a stranger, would you, in person? Then why are you doing it over the internet? And I know we, we hammer these points in a lot of shows, but I can't hammer them enough, Marcus. I wanted to get through people's heads that this one mistake they make could be a serious problem 
and a very expensive one to get out of their life. This particular show, even though it was a show, was supposedly based on a true story. He actually went to take this girl up to a mountain. And when he went to propose to her and she said no, he was about to knock her off the cliff. Just sad. Just sad. And this stuff happens in real life all the time. Just inflame passionate crime. I now understand, you know, I always say to people, never lie about what's going on in your life. Like if you go to the police or something like that. And I said this in my videos, if somebody's bothering you, of course, and you're feeling threatened, go to the police. Absolutely. But if somebody's just bothering you or there's a, a minor issue, don't tell the police that they're stalking you when they might have just annoyed you one time. Right. That's a big difference. Somebody annoying you like once or bumping into them than stalking. So stalking, just to let people know what that is, that's intently following somebody either on social media, in person, and pretty much tracking their whereabouts like yeah. this guy did. So he could just magically pop up. He even, because this um, her date, uh, who she was with for many years, and actually somebody in a band who was going to help her really grow, he saw she was he was a problem. So you know what he did? He went to that restaurant. Mm. He brought a date rape drug. And then they called 911. And then he happened to come. And he says, you know, I saw I saw her date put a drug in her drink. And he was the one that did it. Wow. And now when the kid comes back, he's arrested. And he didn't do anything. That's sick. And it took a long time. But you know the bad thing about it? He was afraid what was going to happen. So you know what he did? Because the kid really was about to do something. And I, and I, I tell you this. If you have somebody that is... Um, not of a sane mind, don't share that you're going to go after them. Don't even approach them. Go to the police and get everything documented. Even if you don't file a report, if they're threatening you, go to the police, get a restraining order. I'm not saying to do this if this is just somebody that is a, a minor disturbance or if it's a simple boyfriend, girlfriend, or spouse issue and you don't like them. That's not a reason to file a restraining order. A restraining order is when somebody is actually causing your life to become miserable and you feel threatened at every turn that he or she might be there and they may do something to you. So you know what he did? He says, I'm going to get you, which he never should have said. And guess what he did? He thought that was a threat. He went after him and he took a drug, killed him, and then he made it look like um, he killed himself in the car through carbon monoxide. Wow. People like that are sick, Marcus. Yes, just callous individuals. Absolutely uh, terrible. And then the best part is we thought that he died, uh, the guy who was doing all this bad stuff, the bad tutor. He jumped off, and everybody thought he, he died, but he must do this a lot. And then a few weeks later, he turned up in Seattle, Washington, and looked for another girl that was very similar to her and said, oh, yeah, I'm new. I'm looking forward to chemistry class and uh, really love to help you. And he was going to start this pattern all over again. So the reason I tell you it's important to tell somebody, not just because of your own protection, even if you get away, which I hope you do, that person might be out there and hurting someone else. I'm not talking about somebody who's stealing. I'm talking about somebody who majorly could be affecting somebody's life. You don't realize what that is. And when I watched that movie, I said, I now understand what stalking is. I had the concept in my head. But when I watched that movie, it was just so ingrained. I'm like, how could somebody do that? They would take away their freedom, mm -hmm. take away their life. And that's what this one kid did. I remember reading just a few weeks ago, this one person killed somebody, and they said that he stole something. I said, what did he steal? He stole his ability to have a girlfriend, stole his ability to get married, get a college degree, get a driver's license. He stole all that from him. This happened just a few months ago. So this is not just stuff on TV, but I think it's on TV. So maybe people will wake up. Right. So that's why it's really important, ladies and gentlemen, that you have to be careful who and when you share information with. 
But the last thing I want to say about that is if you know something and you're uncomfortable and you don't feel threatened, just go to the police department and file a report. Nobody has to know. Keep it anonymous. And then if things get progressively worse, you could turn that report into something that can actually go and arrest that person. But now you'll have documentation. I know nobody wants to do it, but just filing a report can protect you, even if you never use it. So that's my advice for today uh, as far as this goes. So I I hope you guys uh, will heed that advice. That's good advice, John. I, I try to give some useless or useful information, what we say. <laughs> but I hope I hope one thing, Marcus. I hope that the information I'm giving may get into somebody's ear, either a parent or a child or a teen, and just shake that person and wake them the heck up right. before they do something because they're in this stage. And uh, the last thing I want to say about that is when you're in a relationship – don't think just because you're in a relationship that you're protected. You're not. Mm-hmm. That's when it's most vulnerable because you think you trust the person when really that's when they're going to exploit you. So be mm-hmm. careful out there. Uh, E3. Uh, how many of you guys know about the E3 gaming convention? Well, mm-hmm. they've announced that they're going to be online only again following COVID's 19 surges. One of the world's biggest gaming shows will now be virtual in 2022. Yeah. This is this is just unbelievable. And I want to make a quote from their team. Quote, due to the ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19 and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees, E3 will not be held in person in 2022. The ESA commented in a statement to VentureBeat. Quote, we are nonetheless excited about the future of E3 and look forward to announcing more details soon. Close quote. So E3 will miss a third straight year in person. (laughs) And E3 is not an event that you really want to attend virtually. It's just not the same experience. It's not. And I'm really concerned about some of these events that really drove a lot of people together. I'm really concerned and, and wondering if it's really going to start deteriorating some of these events down the road and, and really not make people so excited about them no more. I mean, I know I'm doing an event uh, the end of this month and uh, being president of my chamber. And I can say getting people to attend is not easy. And they keep telling me, oh, John, you know, we're going to wait. I said, wait for what? Well, we're going to wait. I said, COVID's never, it's not going away. No, no, but we're waiting for the surges. I'm like, how long are we just going to keep waiting? Like, you got to just make some of your own proactives. So I think this is a problem. And I think it's more than a medical issue. I think it's a mental issue with people and a mindset. Not that COVID is not here and not that it's not important. Okay. But I think we need to be um, resilient and we need to be protective, but we need to not stop living life. Uh, I'm the first one to tell you that it's uh, something very serious. Even the uh, Omicron is serious. There's lots of doctors out there saying, oh, it's nothing. I know people that almost died from the Omicron. Now, of course, there's also (laughs) different factors. But I believe we need to take it seriously. But I also believe we need to not be ready to kill somebody. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think there has to be like a middle ground. That's what I think. Exactly. Oh, boy. I don't know. But uh, speaking about our friends, Facebook. Yep, they're back up again, the news. Uh, Facebook was flooded with over 650,000 posts attacking the election before the January 6th riot. Just how how many more alleged claims do they need against them before our government needs to just, just take more action against this, this, this company. The post went up at a clip of more than 10,000 a day between election day on November 3rd and the day of the Capitol riot. I, I, I just don't know when enough is going to be enough. And... It seems like we're finding out more and more. We're finding out more and more why they wanted 
changed their name so badly. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think, in all due respect, I think that their corporate practices, I'm just going to say, are a bit questionable. Yeah. And we all know that advertising on these platforms, it's changed, Marcus. It's not as effective as it used to be. No. And so, I don't know. I think this is why. So you know what Facebook wants to do. We've been hearing about this for years. They want to build that metaverse. And I don't think they're going to be the first ones to do it. Metaverse, we've talked about this before, that whole kind of virtual world where you rent buildings and everything online and you rent resources and you do it all from your house. They want to make, that's what Metaverse is. It's a virtual world that you pay to be in. Think of it like uh, virtual reality of gaming, but now we add virtual reality of a real world into a business environment. They're already adding the ability that people can go to doctors virtually and make that part of a meta world. I just see this as being scary. It does. Well, information, personal information that could transpire. It could be a real mess. Especially if, it, if it's coming from the brainchild of Mark Zuckerberg. I, I just can't trust this guy. I can't trust the whole company further than I can throw them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nice to say, uh, but all these companies, even the one that starts with an A, I don't trust any of them. Yeah. The one company announced just the other day that they're only going to be giving sick pay for COVID for one week. I mean, who the heck does that? Wow. I don't know. I mean, I was on the phone with a company, a major company. I'm not going to mention the name. And I was trying to get a, a return. I was on the phone with the lady. No, no uh, doubt here. Over 50 minutes. And about 40 of those minutes, I must have been repeating the serial number to her. Oh, no. And she says, I, I'm not getting it. I said, well, maybe you need another headset. She says, no, no, it's not the headset. It's the line. I said, maybe you need to get back to work in the office or your company needs to get a phone system that actually works. I said, I know I'm not the first person complaining about, about being on the phone. So I set a timer with her. I said, you have three minutes. I said, I have to get on an important call. I said, I'll give you uh, advisements on 30-second increments. I said, but at, at the three-minute mark, I'm just going to say goodbye and hang up. So the three minutes started. Then I went down to two minutes and 30 seconds. She said, what's that? I said, I told you. I'm not fooling around. Two minutes. And about 1.30, so what are you doing? I said, you have one minute and 30 seconds and less now to get me the information or I'm just hanging up on you. One minute. 30 seconds, 15. She's like, I have your information now. I said, well, okay, you have 10 seconds. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I can't believe the big fortune companies are doing this. Yeah, John, you, you talked about this last year, and, and here we are 2022, and it's still going on. It, it's getting... It's getting worse, worse Marcus. Yeah. It is getting worse. I've got supply chain issues where I've ordered things six months ago. I'm just getting them now. Uh, them sending us invoices months ago and asking for payment. I'm like, how or why can I pay you for something when the whole order wasn't shipped? How do I install it? How do I get paid when you only ship me one piece out of 10? Oh, that's a problem. Well, yeah, tell your credit department. I, we can't pay that. It's supposed to ship in full. Oh, yeah, that was a mistake. Well, a mistake or no mistake, I'm not paying you. Right. And they don't understand these ramifications. I told one vendor the other day, I said, we're not buying any more hardware product from you until you guys get your act together. You know what their team does? They don't call me back. They're mm -hmm. frustrated too. It, it, it just doesn't make sense, Marcus, that I see this world, and I've said this before, 2022 is going to be a hard year for logistics. Yeah. It's going to be worse. We see sticker prices of cars going 5000 and 10000 unless you buy a car that was from 2020 because there were no cars made in 2021. It's a, it's a real serious problem. It's like yeah. competition 
is not getting a chance to even prevail because one vendor can't even, no vendor can ship. And they're all blaming everything on COVID. I mean, isn't this enough, Marcus? I mean, how much can we blame COVID for this stuff anymore? I mean, seriously. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting pretty old now. I mean, you go to a store, I'm sure, at least three or four times a day, I'm sure you hear, well, I'm sorry, sir, uh, uh, due to COVID. I'm sure you've heard that a few times. Yeah. Well, due to COVID, we can't get that shipped to you. Or uh, due to COVID, uh, we're going to have to get back to you. We're shipping something for repair, and they told me that it was going to be in COVID quarantine for three to four days for decontamination process. And then it'll take seven to 10 days once they've cleared it from the COVID center. <laughs> A piece of equipment they want to decontaminate. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. I don't think it even lives on the surface longer than 24 hours. <laughs> Three days for a decontamination chamber? Seriously? Yeah, there's, there's something more to that, you know, that, that they're not admitting. But speaking about competition, as we were just saying, yeah. Ford's uh, new e-scooter company is pulling out of any city that doesn't limit competition. Hmm. So the e-scooter company, it's owned by Ford, if you didn't know. Uh, they announced a major restructuring not too long ago. And they're pulling out, and I quote, of nearly all open permit markets. So Spin is beginning to exit a few U.S. markets, Germany and Portugal, and it's projected to close down in Spain as soon as February. Again, they're not tolerating any market where there is uh, no limit on competition. The decision to restructure uh, has been a big problem. And um, it appears to mean that they'll people are going to be laid off. And they're working on severance packages. And a quote from them, this decision to restructure impacts roughly a quarter of our staff. So for those of you that don't know, um, Spin was acquired by Ford in 2018. And then they announced an aggressive expansion plan in 2019. Then they expanded to Europe in 2020. And soon after that, it's seen that the company is now switching its focus for the immediate future. But are they setting themselves up for failure, Marcus, by doing that? I wonder. I wonder too, John. And I'm just curious. Is, is there something underlying really in between this, this message here that, like, that meets the eye? It could it be that that it's not due to really the open permit uh, markets that they're complaining about that that there's that they're just not really interested in innovating. Um. Well, there's other networks out there. Like for example, there's Scoot Networks, and they're mm -hmm. starting to get a lot of uh, information in the news. And you can now rent a scooter for two dollars one way anywhere in San Francisco. So I think it's more about that. $2 is a very uh, inexpensive uh, rental. It is. Right? Yeah. $2, one way anywhere in San Francisco. And then, of course, you got the Segways. There's companies mm -hmm. that are renting Segways for a little more money. They're the... Uh, Powered scooters where you have to basically balance, you know, you put your feet up and you have to kind of 
have a little more agility to be able to use them to get started. But um, I don't know. This is going to be interesting. What's going to happen? Yeah, it seems like they're going to scrap it completely at some at some point. So there are a few other scooter companies that I found. Uh, one is called Lime. They're supposed to have the best discounts. Then you have Spin, which we talked about. We have Bird. Um, and then we even have Lyft that's getting into the uh, into the um, mix here. And then we have Vio. Mm-hmm. So I have to tell you that one of two things is going to happen. Okay. So probably people say to me, John, you know what, how much, how much is an e-scooter? Cause that, that's really what it comes down to. Cause remember you're paying for convenience, right? But in addition for being for convenience, you want something. If you're going to work every day, you probably would spend money on an e-scooter, right? I mean, you could get e-scooters for, you know, you could get basic scooters for $300. Yeah. Um, you can even get uh, electric scooters, some of the good e-scooters for like 400 bucks. And then they have some that are remote control for, you can get some nice e-scooters that go up to 22 miles per hour for right around 600 bucks. And then if you want to really break the bank, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can get them to go up to 31 miles per hour uh, and you'll spend just under a thousand bucks. You'll do 31 miles per hour. Um... I think if somebody uses this to go to work, they're probably going to buy one because it's going to be cheaper than renting one every day. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and it's going to be yours. And now they've got scooters with four wheels on them. So if you're afraid of balancing, you can get one with uh, you could do the three or you could do the four wheel. Because they plan they have better braking. I think it's going to be a wait and see attitude where we're going to have to see, do people want to spend money on e-scooters and maybe the government might, who knows? Cause it's a green friendly thing. They might put incentive out there, a bill. I'm just saying that might encourage people to not use their cars. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they'll give people a hundred dollar rebate off or they'll give them some other tax incentive. I don't know, but I think there's more to it than what Ford e-scooter company is is saying. And I don't know the picture because it's too new, but I think as the months unfold in 2022, we're going to see the real truth and learn what's going on and why um, e-scooter is jumping out. And I think the truth is they're afraid of something, but we don't know what it is. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's going to be real interesting to find out well we'll, we'll follow that uh and uh, we've talked about google we've, we talked about facebook a lot but now we're going to talk about google so google and facebook uh were just fined again uh <clears throat> by france they're getting a lot of trouble with these companies uh in europe those european countries are not playing games over there no they're not <clears throat> and they're getting in trouble this time last time it was because they showed the wrong ad to the wrong person for pushing tracking cookies on users with dark patterns. Wow. So what does this mean? Well, first of all, in order to deny a cookie, for to accept a cookie, you click one button, wherever you want. In order to deny a cookie in Europe, you have to accept and then deny. That's confusing. It is. So French users, uh, according to the Facebook CNIL, have to first click on a button labeled accept cookies. And um, they quote that necessarily it generates confusion. And the CNIL generates users to believe they have no choice in the matter. So Google's problem is uh, one of asymmetry rather than mislabeling. The CNIL says that the company's website, including YouTube, allows users to accept all cookies with a single click. But to reject them, they have to click through several different menus. That seems like an intentional (laughs) thing. Yeah, that's very intentional. That's sneaky. So Google and Facebook are using what they call dark patterns to push cookies on users. 
So Facebook and Google are essentially tricking their users and deploying what are known as dark patterns. It's a style of what they call a subtly co cohesive uh, user interface design to mangle the consent so um, breaking the law. And the fines and the demands that the companies are charging for the cookie UI design will be within three months. And fairly, failure to fix this will result in $100,000 per day. Now, oh, I know what you're probably saying, $100,000. Well, it's more than that. $100,000 pounds to dollars, uh, they're actually going to be charged $135,884.90 as of this month, this day. So um, a little more than $100,000. Yeah. But they're giving them three months to get their act together, and if they don't, they're going to uh, just politely find them. But the one good thing that's going to come out of all this is if you're in France, you're going to be able to ignore your cookies by just one button, which is what they're requiring. Now, why doesn't the United States require something like this? <laughs> That's very easy because uh, most of the lawmakers are friends with, <laughs> <laughs> with Google and Facebook. <laughs> and Facebook claims that they're being transparent, meta, whoever the heck they are these days. Um, I have to argue they're not. Yeah. Facebook actually, and this has been said by many, they actually give you homework to figure out what your privacy settings are. Most people don't want to go through all that. No. So not only does Meta require you to learn how to use their new system, but also how to use their new privacy system. They claim it's a lot easier and you can have access to all the tools you want. But who wants to spend time with a learning curve? And if they have something like this, they don't even have a video out that explains how to use it. So I have to say this is sounding like, I don't know, can we say um, deceptive practices? <laughs> yeah, that's very deceptive. This, this There's no clear. centralized locations for controls. They're just way out in left field and one's in another country and what what one's in the kitchen and one's in the garage is like they're all over the place <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect way to put it john i like it. <laughs> you know yeah. and, and you know people say oh gee that's just how they design it no you see most people don't understand that are that are not software developers or engineers that when you develop software you come up with a functionality but you start with a user interface user experience design you start with that first and then you work on the functionality, okay? You figure out what you're going to do, but you have to make sure you have the right design. You can have the concept of how the software is going to work, but that graphic design has to be done first before it launches. So maybe you have to figure out what you want to do and kind of put that together. But before that can go anywhere, you've got to have a smart, easy-to-use, intuitive user interface. This is the problem with a lot of programs out there, bank websites, uh, uh, stock trading websites, and I could go on and on. Um, and people say, oh, well, that's just their site. No, it's the way they chose to be. Right. And I have to tell you that I believe it is deliberate. It's, 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 it's absolutely, uh, it, it, it's, it's intentional. People are like, oh, no, it's not intentional. Yeah. And something else interesting uh, happened not too long ago. Uh, Roku's executive, Scott Rosenberg, who, as you know, helped launch the Roku channel, he announced he's stepping down. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, John. You know? I'm not sure because if he launched the company, he had the vision – I don't know if he's stepping down, like if he's leaving the company, which it sounds like what he's doing. But you know what that might mean to me? That might mean that he's going to try to make his own brainchild. Yeah, that, that's usually what happens when these guys step down. They usually go and work on other projects or, or get picked up by uh, electric car companies. <laughs> and that's what happened. We saw that happening a lot. And this is a quote yeah. that he said, working at Roku these last nine years, I quote, has been the most rewarding time of my career without a close second. He's so full of it. 
Rosenberg said in a statement, quoting, deciding to leave was difficult, but made possible by my belief in the incredible bench strength of the platform team and the company as a whole. That's a crock, Marcus. Yeah. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a beautifully crafted statement, but what it really should say is, I enjoyed my time working at Roku. And now I'm moving on in my life and going to be launching another company with a similar design that's probably going to compete and beat Roku. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let, let, let's see what happens. Mark my words in a few months. I think we'll be having this conversation about Roku in a few months and seeing what Scott's up to. And I don't think it's going to be anything um, that's going to help Roku. No, not at all. It's, especially after years of just you know perfecting. Uh, and Roku usually, is you now. know why this happens, Marcus. This happens because these people get greedy. They're not happy with making. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's making a few million dollars. They're not happy with making that or making five million or ten million. They're not happy with that. So they want to get more money, but the board says no, and they're justified by saying no. Yeah. So you don't hear that part of the conversation. That was muted. And then they just leave. But they, they leave that out of the discussion for legal reasons. Of course. Well, uh, Google's getting into some more trouble. <laughs> they keep getting into trouble, don't they? Yeah, they do. These, these large mega, mega companies, they, they just can't keep their hands out the cookie jar. And out of their out of out of someone else's cookie jar, yes, they're in their right. own cookie jar, but they just seem to be touching everyone else's cookie jar because I guess they don't have enough cookies in their own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the U.S. ITC, the International Trade Commission, ruled and found that Google infringed on you all know Sonos, uh, their patents import ban. Wow. So the International Trade Commission found that Google infringed on five Sonos patents relating to smart speaker and audio. It could result in a stoppage of the import of Google speakers, phones, and Chromebooks that violate these patents. So in August, a preliminary ruling from the ITC judge found that Google infringed on the patents and were warned. Uh, they've already started a new concept but sonus alleges that uh it's not going to be very useful um it may work but it's not going to be what it was before of course it's not going to be what it was before no. but what choice do they have and this is what google says and i quote while we disagree with today's decision we appreciate that the international trade commission has approved our modified designs and we do not expect any impact to our ability to import or sell our products. We will seek further review and continue to defend ourselves against Sonos. Frivolous claims about our partnership and intellectual property. Google spokesperson. I'm sorry. That is so pompous. Okay. That's a I mean, problem, man. you copied oh, an idea of somebody else. Clearly. You know, this is oh this is robust. now i want to read a quote from sonos because it's only fair to read their quote and i quote we appreciate that the itc has definitely validated the five sonos patents at issue in this case and ruled unequivocally that google infringes all five that is an across the board win that is surpassingly rare in patent cases and underscores the strength of Sonos' extensive patent portfolio and the hollowness of Google's denials of copying. 
These Sonos patents cover Sonos' groundbreaking invention of extremely popular home audio features, including the setup for controlling home audio systems, the synchronization of multiple speakers, the independent volume control of different speakers, and the stereo pairing of speakers. It is a possibility that Google will be able to degrade or eliminate product features in a way that circumstance the importation ban that the ITC has imposed. But while Google may sacrifice consumer experience in attempt to circumvent this importation ban, its products will still infringe many dozens of Sonos patents. Its wrongdoing will persist, and the damages owed Sonos will continue to accrue. Alternatively, Google can, as other companies have already done, pay a fair royalty for the technologies it has misappropriated. I think that would be the appropriate thing. I mean, if if we did something, first of all, if we did something and we didn't know we did it, because that can happen, but you're supposed yeah. to research. And, you know, let's say we designed something and maybe we used a similar frequency or, or control that another company used. They said, hey, you know, you're infringing. Didn't know we did that. Um, let's sit down. Can we work out an agreement to license this from you? Right. Because it sounds like even though Google may downgrade, they're still going to be violating rules. They are. And it sounds like Sonos, they're a big company, that they're not going to be um, going after uh, nothing. They're going to keep pursuing them. And uh, Google's going to have to give up or they're going to keep paying the piper. I mean, they have no choice. And I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted that a company as large as Google are not smart enough to come up with their own own stuff. <laughs> it's not that they're not smart enough. It's it's a, it's it's an issue of resources and being lazy, and yeah. they feel that it's easier. Just like when you write code, it's easier to use a library, providing that that library can be used in commercial applications. There's some libraries you can only use in teaching or in uh, student projects, but you can't use them when you sell them to clients. And you have to know these different things, just like we know being in the media industry, Marcus, certain music, if we haven't done it ourselves, we have to license it for home. Or we have to license it for commercial. And you can't play games with that. Uh, I know many, many years ago, we had a situation where that came up and we didn't know there was a problem. We talked with them and said, hey, we didn't know that. Can we remedy? Absolutely. And that's an innocent mistake. And that can happen. But when somebody deliberately, let's say, causes it to happen to 100 songs or that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? And I have to say, I am so disappointed with Google and where they're going. And I've lost complete respect for Google. I really have. And I, I, I do feel bad for many people who have purchased these products and, and, uh, and people who's going to purchase the future products. And, and, and like Sana said, they're going to get the complete experience. You know, they, they get knockoffs. Yeah, well, they're getting the full Sonos product because they're actually copying the logic, the same logic that you use to run a Sonos uh, home system they're putting into their Google equipment. So yeah. it's not a knockoff. And if they downgrade it, it's going to protect the import ban because that's what the ITC is about. But then they'd have to pursue U.S. trade bans because mm. they're just going off of import bans right now. Mm. We have a whole other arena called the U.S. ban for U.S. trademarks, right? Right. And that's a lot harder to get that one. The international one's a lot easier to get that one to fail. But the U.S. one is a lot harder. But at the end of the day, I just think that Google is not perfect. And I think that they need to stop acting like a bunch of pompous you-know-what and um, admit that they're wrong. Yeah. You know, I, I really wish that a company would come out with a better search technology than Google because I don't think they believe um, that they can. I think a better search technology could come out than Google and could really fairly help the websites. I think Google is so one-sided, and it's just not helping anybody. And yeah, it's just very, this advertising. And, and they're game. very arrogant at this they point. They're very arrogant. Well, we're just about at the top of our hour, Marcus. And before we, uh, you know, do say goodbye, I want to personally thank the uh, uh, Spora Psychic uh, Psychedelic Society. Again, that's the Spora D I A S P O R A 
P-S-Y-C-H-E-D-E-L-I-C-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y.org. Check them out. They have all these great antigens and sacred medicines and other wellness uh, practices and trainings to help you reach your goals in healing uh, and balance uh, a healthy lifestyle of living. So uh, check them out. And if you'd like to be a guest on our show, go to jmore.com, click on Reach Out Today, and uh, apply to become a guest. We have this whole new system now that actually vets our guests because we're really trying to bring great quality people on the show. I invite you to um, check out our shows. And also, um, if you have an idea for an unboxing, let us know. But also check out my brand new um, program, uh, actually show that launched on the Transform You Radio Network called The Inspirations for Your Life. This is a place um, where you'll get the motivation needed to deal with everyday issues in different relationships, professional challenges, and um, with that deep inner self-defeating uh, thought mechanism you'll be able to do so much more in your life because 95% of our life, ladies and gentlemen, is actually run by our brain. If you don't agree with something, that program will still be running in your head even if you don't want it. So you can make a choice and stop those programs from looping in your head because somebody put them in there. And I bet you it probably wasn't you. That's why you may have Beliefs that money is not worthy for you, or maybe health's not good for you, or maybe a, a good relationship's not for you. Maybe you believe you don't deserve it. If you say something, and for whatever reason, when you say it, if it clicks in your head, you believe it. If I say something like, I'll never receive money, and I hear that, it doesn't click in my head anymore. And that's because I've done the mental work to uproot the belief that I had many years ago, which a lot of people do, that you don't deserve something. So you have to go working in the garden of your mind, and we can't get into that right now, but definitely check out that program because we're going to give you nuggets of things you could do right now that will change a belief, that will change your life forever. I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. It has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to be with you uh, today, and we're going to see you next week. Oh, my gosh. It's the third week of January. That'll be the 21st, Marcus. I can't believe it. We, February, here we come. <laughs> well, have yourself a great rest of your day. Uh, a special uh, shout out to uh, Princeton Community TV for uh, uh, hosting us and sharing our great knowledge. We're so grateful uh, that they have uh, chosen to air our programs. And if you have a TV show uh, station and you'd like to air our programs, talk to us and we possibly can make that happen for you. Have yourself a great rest of your weekend, everyone. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 888 That's IT support to 888 and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.